Welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and I'm excited for my next guest. She has an amazing story to share, so let's jump right into it. Welcome to the show, C.K. Collins. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, so how, all right, so let's just jump right into this because I am a little bit late. What what inspired you to embark on your two-year travel sabbatical after retiring from your publishing company? I had been through a divorce, and um, and that was one of the reasons I ended up selling the company. And I stayed for three years, and it really wasn't the same, you know, when it's your company and when you've sold it to somebody else. But even more than that, it was just this deep longing to figure out what else I could do with my life and who else I could be was an empty nester. I was newly divorced and I had the, had saved money. So I had the ability to travel for a while and I just kind of wanted to go find the new me. So, so how did your your travel experiences shape your journey of healing and and self-discovery? There, I think a lot of it is about confidence building and, um, you know, just figuring out I can do this. I did a 500 mile hike. Um, I, um, in Spain, I went to Patagonia. I went, I learned, tried to learn tango in Buenos Aires. I would not say I succeeded in that, but I tried. (laughs) And it was, you know, this with every little thing or big thing that I did, my confidence grew. And I think when you're married for 30 years and when you go on vacation and you're traveling, you're always with your family or you're always with your husband. And so it was, it was quite the adventure to go do it by myself. And what I found was people um, when there's a single woman and I don't, I can't speak to if there's a single man, but people were really nice to me and wanted to engage. And sometimes even they wanted to comfort me like, Oh, you poor thing. You're alone. (laughs) But I was having a blast. They didn't need to come for me. But I found other Americans, no matter where I was in the world, would always reach out to me. And other English-speaking people would do the same thing. And um, even like Portuguese and Spanish people tried to talk to me, but I didn't know any Spanish. <laughs> so, But it was great. I mean, it was just a really, it was an adventure, which um, I was craving at the time. But it was really um, the confidence building back up, I think is the most important thing that came out of it. So can you, can you share a specific moment or destination during your travels that had a profound impact on your, on your personal growth? I, yes, I remember I was in Patagonia and I was on this hike that I was starting to think I was going the wrong way. Cause I wasn't seeing anybody else. <laughs> And I was getting higher and higher and higher up the mountain. And I had started kind of mid-morning, which most hikers will start um, really early. And so I wasn't too worried about it. But I got up to the top of this mountain and I was exhausted and I had brought food, luckily. But as I kind of came up over this, there was this ledge and there was a 360 view of this island that I was hiking on. And, um, and I just kind of just sighed and thought, I did this, just me, nobody else. I, I paid my way to get here. I found the instructions, although I was, you know, I missed the bus and I had to get another bus. <laughs> but I, I did this. And this is, this is all me. Nobody did anything. And, and it was just a, not, I, I can do anything I want. You know, it was just one of those, I already knew that I already believed it, but I had just proven it to myself once again. 
And, um, and then some hikers came around the corner and I was like, oh, good, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't the only idiot that went up this really hard mountain. <laughs> All right. So, so how did you navigate the challenges of loss while being on the road and exploring new places? Well, right when the divorce happened, I, um, that's in 2018. I, uh, well, I was getting going through the divorce. It wasn't done yet. And I, that's when I did the 500 mile hike and in Spain and it's a spiritual hike and there's, um, 250,000 people a year do that hike. It's, it's very, well-known. I mean, 50% of the people are Spanish, <laughs> but the other 50% are from all around the world. And when I, when you get there, it's like, you kind of have this innate respect for each other because everybody else is there to walk 500 miles too, or most everybody is. And so I found, I just learned this really strange thing that had never occurred to me before, which is talking to strangers can actually be more comforting than talking to friends and family sometimes. So you, you can tell your, spill your guts to um, a complete stranger. They can do the same and then you never see them again. <laughs> and so more importantly though, it was people just were making space for each other and being open to listening to stories without judging, without trying to give advice, without trying to fix you. It was just listening and making space for someone. And I learned to do that. And I think I came back a better mother, a better friend, a better daughter, um, a better boss, because I became a better listener. These people really taught me um, that life skill. Okay. So can you discuss the role of self-love in your journey and appointments? Of a prioritize of prioritize uh, prioritizing self care and everything. Sure. Um, yeah, I had been gaslighted for six years. You know, there was an <laughs> affair going on. I was told that it was it was my my fault that you know the love wasn't there anymore, and wow. I worked too hard. And um, you know, I I it, it was we'd been married for it started when we were married twenty four years. So, you know, we've just been married a long time and you don't need to worry about it. And, and, I, and my gut kept saying, something's really wrong. Something's really wrong. And, um, and so I just kept beating myself up thinking that I had to try harder. I had to do more. I had to do better. And by the time the truth came out, my self-confidence and my belief in my intuition was pretty shot. And so this had to be the comeback of the century <laughs> for uh, learning to love myself. But uh, my sister-in-law, um, the day I told her what, what had happened and what was going to happen, that we were getting divorced, um, saw her that morning. She came to my office that day and she brought me a bracelet that said, I am enough. And I put that sucker on and I did not take it off for a very long time. I wore it on the Camino. I, you know, people asked me about it all the time. I thought it was, it was so interesting that people were curious about. And some, one lady reached over at a nail salon and grabbed my arm and said, yes, you are. <laughs> so sweet. Um, but I had to learn to look in the mirror and say, you are enough and I love you and you're going to be okay. You are strong enough. I mean, you know, other people could tell me that, but until I believed it, it really didn't do me any good. And so it, that was really a turning point when she gave me that bracelet and I realized that was the journey I needed to go on. I needed to fall in love with myself. And, and that self-talk is very important. It's, mm -hmm. it's very key because we say some very horrible things to ourselves. So to be able to speaks positive into yourself and 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 not be negative it's an great it's an amazing accomplishment to be able to do that and and because it's easy you could have easily been like oh what was me this i'm getting divorced mm -hmm. no one loves me but you didn't do that yeah i did it first, <laughs> at first, at first. And i gave myself a little pity time and then and then i yeah then i started but that i mean it was it was, it was fairly quickly, but it, it, 
it's a practice. And that's what I tell my coaching clients all the time. It is a practice. This is not, you look in the mirror and say, I love you and you're done. It's something you've got to do all the time. And if you hear yourself like, I'm, I'm, I feel so fat today, or I, I don't, I'm getting so old or, um, you know, nobody loves me. Like you said before, I mean, you have to learn to just turn that off. And, and the more you practice the, the self-love and the more, I mean, it just, I, I tell people start with a mantra. I am enough. And anytime you have a negative thought, say, I am enough. That's it. Mm -mm, not, not going to go there. I am enough. And, and that's how I did it. But then I, I was, as I got more settled in and the fear and the pain weren't what were banging in my head, then I could, um, I could move on to meditation and I could have different conversations with my head about, you know, what I was going to accomplish and what my dreams were and creating a vision for myself. So, but you have to start somewhere. And I think simple, simpler is better <laughs> when you're, when you're in a hard place. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so how, do, how did writing your book during your travels contribute to your, to your, to your growth? Well, the, the idea for the book came as I was doing my sabbatical travel and I'm going, I, I really tried to increase my gratitude practice and just think about all of the things that I was great things I was grateful for, but then also the people that I was grateful for. And as I was doing that, you know, it's like, well, my friend Kelly really helped me get through this. And when she said this to me, it made a huge, it was a turning point. And so as I was doing that practice, I was recognizing the pieces of advice and the sharing of stories, how healing they were for me. And, and so I ended up um, writing the book and each chapter is um, a, the, the advice I was given and telling my story of what was happening at the time. And then I interviewed the person that gave me the advice. Because I wanted them to tell their stories as well as me tell mine, because they're the ones who helped me heal. They were the wise ones. <laughs> they were the ones who got me over the hump. And so there's 12 chapters and 10 of them are all that. And then the last two were really about dating and kind of preparing yourself for that. Okay. All right. So, so what, what kind of advice would you give someone who who had a similar experience and stuff like that and wants to get back into dating and wants to get into into another relationship? I, I absolutely believe that you have to start with yourself. And um, the title of my book is The Swipe Right Effect. And that's a total play on words. It's mm -hmm. um, when you swipe right for somebody, it means yes. you're choosing them. And I want you to choose yourself. I want you to swipe right for yourself. And the effect of that is you take your power back. You get unstuck. You get happy. And it's so incredibly important to when you start dating to already be who you want to date. If you want to date somebody who's travel, who you want to travel, then you, you need to be free to travel. If you want to date somebody who you want them to be happy, you need to be happy. You can't expect them to be happy and you're not, you're not going to bother to, you know, do the work oh, and get happy, yeah. you know, and that that's where that self-love comes in and all of those things you want to, you want to date, you're going to end up dating what you put out into the world. If you're sad and angry and bitter, that's who you're going to attract. So choose yourself first and, uh, you know, come into your power and then date. I, I dated too quickly and I, and I try to be really honest about that in the book and I made mistakes and yeah. um, not regrettable mistakes because I learned from them, <laughs> but, and that's why I want to share it. You know, maybe I can prevent somebody else from walking down that road. So can, can you, can you, can you share a specific moment or encounter from your travels that had a profound impact on your outlook? Um, I think that, 
one day I, I was in Santiago, which is where the hike leads to. And I, this was uh, in 2022. I did my second Camino in, in Portugal. And I'm sitting inside, I had completed it and it was Easter weekend. And I'm just sitting in a plaza surrounded by all these families and couples and other hikers. And they were from, everybody's from all over the world. And there was this family, um, probably 10, 10 or 12 Spaniards sitting at a table having a raucous um, Easter meal. <laughs> they were loud and the wine was going around and it reminded me of my family. At home. <laughs> and, um, but I, you know, people were saying hello to me. They were being really kind. And, but when I would just sit there and get quiet myself and listen to everybody else, it's just like, you know, I, I know I'm important to the people that love me, but I'm such a small, small part of this world. And if I can realize that I'm a small part of this world, then how much smaller are my problems? Mm. And, you know, if I can just let things go and not, you know, have a trigger moment and have it overwhelm me. Um, instead, I realize that's really a small thing in the grand scheme of life. And it's certainly a small thing in the grand scheme of all of humanity and the world. I'm a speck of dust, <laughs> but that, does, that doesn't mean that I think any less of myself. It's just trying to put some perspective on problems and pain and being able to let things go. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. It's amazing. Cause um, yesterday I had a guest on and to see him come on and do the show, he suffered two brain hemorrhages. Wow. And, and for him, and he's, and he's a professional speaker now hmm. and, and to awesome. see where he's coming from, where, where, where he's coming from and what, what the amazing stuff that he's doing especially going through the struggles that he went through to, to recover from these brain hemorrhages. Mm -hmm. It was just an inspire. It was just inspiration to me to see that. Hey, look at this, this man who's suffered two brain hemorrhages, had two brain surgeries. And he's here telling me, Hey, listen, I've gone through this, mm -hmm. but I'm here. I'm still here. And I'm and grateful. <laughs> continue, to do, continue to do what I'm doing. Yeah. And that, that just made me look at it like, okay, what I'm going through is nothing compared to what he went through. Right. And, I, do, and, I do hear that. I and, mean, that's, it is, yeah. it's kind of like, I feel kind of bad when I think that way, but. No, no. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was like, man, I shouldn't really be, even though you, it, I just, but I'm like, damn, I shouldn't really be complaining about the stuff that I'm going through when this man is going through so much more in life. And his, his view is amazing. Right. The way he looks his life, like, I'm not going to let any of this stop me. Right. I'm not going to let any of this bring me down. I'm going to keep going and doing what I'm doing. And to have someone like that, that just is just like, why am I not doing greater things? Right. What is stopping me from doing greater things? Like, this man is going through so much in life. And... I, yeah, I've, I've suffered loss and I suffered whatever, but to learn how to walk again and talk again and mm -hmm. do all these things and come back and then suffer another hemorrhage, like, right? You, you, you this just—it's like, okay, I, I, I got it easy compared to what what he went through, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I've suffered stuff, but I didn't have to go through what he went through, and he, he's still fighting, right? And what a legacy to, to, to inspire people in that way. Um, I think, I think that I've been thinking a lot about that and I've actually created a, a program around, um, you know, life purpose and vision and mission and um, wealth mindset, and personal branding. It's all these things kind of come together to um, all the adversity that you go through all of the joy that you've had, all of those things make you who you are. And what you're, you leave behind is what you teach people, what you show people. And they're not going to remember what you said. They're going to remember how you made them feel. 
And that, what a great legacy he just left to you to make you feel that way to be, you were so inspired because of how he lived his life. And he's just yeah. going to keep on doing that and keep on inspiring people. And we should all strive to have that legacy, you know, to, to inspire the, the ones around us and those who look up to us and love us. No, it, it made me really look at like, I shouldn't like I shouldn't be down on myself because there are people out there going through much more worse struggles than I'm going through. Right. And if if you can look at it that way and and put yourself in someone else's shoes that is having so much so much of a rougher time at it than you are, mm-hmm. it makes you look at your problems and be like, I know I know that there are problems in, but are they really that serious that, that I have to feel this way? Right. I think that's where in a deep gratitude practice really comes in. And I know some people like roll their eyes when <laughs> talk about that <laughs> gratitude. Yeah. Right. I'm really grateful for the bad things that happen, but you don't, you're not really supposed to be grateful for them, especially mm-hmm. right in the moment. But if you look back at some of the hard things that happened to you, you know, Sometimes that's a shift of what something good is coming. You, when you walk through the dark valley, when you walk through the hard times, good things can come out of that. But it really comes down to being grateful for what you already have and not, not looking at what you don't have or what you lost, looking at what you do have in this moment and what's filling your heart now and focus on that. And that's when even better things start to come because you're, if you're being grateful, then you're going to attract more good. If you're feeling good, you're going to attract good. If you're feeling bad, you're going to attract bad. So even when bad things are happening, looking for the good is, is really important. And can, I can't imagine what, what was going through his mind as he's trying to learn to walk again. And my, my brother-in-law had a brain injury in 2008 and had to make that same comeback. And he's just a walking miracle that he lived. He fell 25 feet and landed on his head wow. and, and he made it through. So I know, I don't know the name of the guy you're talking about, but I've watched my brother-in-law go through it and wow. Um, it's inspiring how hard he fought and it made it back, you know, made it back. Yeah, no, no, it, it was, it was a great conversation. Um, but it, it, it just, it showed me that hey, listen. Regardless of what I've been through or what I'm going through, there's some there are people out there who might have it a little bit more rougher than or a little bit more rough than I do. Or mm-hmm. and, and and for me to be like, oh, again, again, it's about you feeling pity about on your feeling pity for yourself and 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 just sitting in that pity pool of, of just. Instead of that, he it just inspired me to like, okay, yeah, I might be struggling right now, but yeah, I mean, it inspires you to pick yourself back up and like, yeah, I'm still here. I'm not dead, so I can continue to battle, yeah. continue to strive for greatness. And it, it, it was just, it was just an amazing experience for me to to have that conversation. It was the conversation I needed to have to help inspire me and motivate me even more right i read in a book called um oh gosh what's it called magic and um she Rhonda Byrne, and she writes that her daily practice sorry she's um the secret she wrote the secret secret. and then she has a 28 day gratitude practice called magic and um yeah the secret really helped me that it saved me. It got me to where I could understand why I needed to forgive for myself rather than um, for somebody else. And that it didn't mean I was excusing anything that anybody did. It just meant I was releasing myself from, from the pain. But when I started her gratitude practice, um, she has, does the simple thing that I love to share with people, but it's like, you put your both, both feet on the ground every day. And you just say, thank with one foot and you, the other, thank you. 
for this day. And, and it's so simple, like just to get up every morning and go, thank you. <laughs> and, you know, or even in the middle of the night, if you got to get up, <laughs> you can say thank you. But yeah, it's um, there's all these little things you can do if you're living in, like you said, sitting in your self-pity or you're sitting in unforgiveness or anger or pain. There's these little steps that you can take that end up taking you down a better path than the path that you're going down when you're living in hurt and living in pain. So um, there's there's always a way out. And if, when you can't see it, it's still there. You yeah. just have to make the choice to go forward. There's so much power in choosing to be happy, choosing to forgive, choosing, choosing. Nobody can take that power from you because it's yours. <laughs> you have the power to do all of those things. And, you know, and when you hear somebody say, well, they made me feel this way. You let them make you feel that way. Mm. <laughs> so you have the power to turn that back off again. You know? And so that's what I try to tell everybody is the power is in your choice. Just be very aware of the choices you're making. And, and it is, and it's great because when I first started my podcast, it, uh, one of the books I spoke to was, uh, was the secret and to actually sit down with Bob Doyle, who was a contributing factor in the secret. Wow. It was a great experience. It was like, so I, when, when the, his team reached out to me and was like, Bob Doyle would like to be a guest on your podcast. It was a great it was a great moment for me because I knew who Bob Doyle was. I had read The Secret. I had watched the documentary. And 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 here it is. I have, a, listen, I don't, my podcast isn't one of the biggest in the world, but to have someone of his stature reach out and be like, hey, I, I enjoy your podcast. I would love to be a guest. That to me was like, wow. Yeah, I'd be so thrilled if he called to be oh, on my on my was, podcast. <laughs> it was an amazing experience to have the, to have him and, and speak to him and and it, it was like okay, I'm doing something right. If Bob Doyle Absolutely. wants to be on my podcast, I must be doing something right. Yeah, in order for him to even want to be a part of this. Yeah, and you know how powerful that is—the law of attraction and yeah. He was pivotal in sharing that to, with millions of people. You know? Yes. So really admired that whole team who did that documentary. It's really, and I love that it's free. You can watch it free on YouTube. I mean, it's yeah. just amazing. But but people, it was like at that time, people were mocking it and joking it because like, oh, you can't just, because they, they, they assume that when you start manifestation that, once you think of something, it's going to pop up and <laughs> no. you, have, no, you have to put the actions behind it. You have to really put the actions behind it in order for any of it to have work for you. Right. And, and, and it's not going to be you just, oh, I'm going to think of a million dollars and it's going to pop. Like what, what work are you putting into it? What are you doing in order for you to reach that height in order for you to become that successful? Yeah, it is. It's so important to be consistent and um, I mean, they say in the book that you don't have to constantly be repeating it, but yeah. I do think it it elevates or escalates the attraction, you know, the, the bringing of mm -hmm. the good thing that you're looking for or the feelings that you're looking for. Um, and I but I do think, you know, I almost wish people would learn about law of attraction. So they don't bring the negative things to themselves more than I want them to know about bringing the positive things, but it can all happen at the same time. But that was just, it was so pivotal when I heard, um, I can't remember exactly who it was in the, I was listening to the audio book mm -hmm. and it was talking about forgiveness and it was 12 words. I forgive you. I release you. I want you to be happy. And I listened to that part over and over and over again. And I decided this is going to be my practice. I'm going to say these until I mean them. <laughs> and, and even to when I finally got to the point where I meant them, I, you know, and I shared, I said that to my ex-husband, I still realized I had to say that to myself too. 
I had to forgive myself for staying somewhere where I wasn't loved. I had to release myself from the pain and the anger. And I had to say, I want you to be happy to myself. Like you deserve to be happy. You want to be happy. Let's do this. <laughs> and so that those 12 words came from the secret and it changed my life. It had a, a major impact on my life as well. And it, it that was, you could say that was the catalyst to it, to me getting into self-development and, and getting into to learning and, and mind shifting of mindset. And cause that it, it was this, this, this was introduced to me to my first wife. She's the one who started me on my, on my path to self-discovery, to self, mm -hmm. to self-development. And, and so I really believe it was her preparing me for what was to come. It, it was, it was cause at, um, at the age of 31, I lost her in a car accident oh. and, and, and I was, I was lost for quite a while. I was self-destructive, but it was her introducing me into that world, getting me started to, that now I'm realizing like, this is what she was preparing me. She yeah. was like, she was getting, she knew I was going to go through some times, but I need a little bit of that guidance inside of me I, even though i was lost for a, a little bit at grieving and, and 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 dealing with other losses after that it was it, it was those teachings that i will that I had learned prior that eventually would come back and help me get 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 a hold and and really change my life around well yeah that's beautiful that you know that's that that's again that was her legacy mm -hmm. that was her legacy to you was in without really knowing why she was preparing you for something yeah making you a wiser person and and uh and more capable of getting through that dark time yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and i believe that 100 it was like who knows had i not learned these teachings where I would eventually eventually be at, like how would I've been able to to deal with it, not having the resources that I knew were there, or 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 the teachings that were there to help me through this, mm -hmm. and so I I'm I'm eternally grateful to her for to for getting me started and showing me that there, regardless of what goes on in your life. There's always, there's, you can always get over it and 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 and, and live your life. Mm -hmm. Push through. Yeah. Make the choice to be happy. Uh, absolutely, definitely, it's something that that I've I've embraced, and, and I'm looking and to be able to do what I'm doing now, and and do the podcast and have the great conversations that I'm having. It's a blessing. Yeah. Is that why you started the podcast? Uh, I had been wanting, I had been wanting to start a podcast since 2019 and it, and it was, it had nothing. It was actually not going to be anything to do with what we're talking about. It was going to be a sports podcast. <laughs> and, I can talk sports too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it was, it was, it's crazy. Cause then, I was going to start with a friend. We didn't start. Him and his girl got pregnant. And so it was me. I had the equipment at home just messing around. And in 2020, I get furloughed from my job. And I had a bunch of time on my hand. And I started with um, five minutes of an introduction of an episode. And I, and I released, finally released it. And that was episode one. And the first couple of episodes were me talking about everything that was going on, the the pandemic, the elections, the George mm -hmm. Floyd situation. And I was enjoying doing the podcast. It was just the content is not what I wanted to put out. Mm -hmm. So when I started fo focusing more on having interviews and conversation pieces, is when I truly fell in love with the with, with podcasting because now I'm sitting down with people and 
and I'm picking their brains and I'm asking their questions, asking questions and they're sharing their stories. And it's like, all right, this is what I love to do right here to have people come on, share their experiences, share their stories. And it's, it's like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I want to do. Yeah. It's very special to be able to do it. I've, I came from the news business and I, I don't know that people who don't have the experience, like don't get to have the experience of basically meeting a total stranger and having a meaningful conversation Mm -hmm. and knowing that it's going to get shared. I mean, that's something that's kind of abnormal, you know, it's not something that everybody gets to do or has the, uh, the luck to, to be able to, to do it. And I, during 2020 is when I really started doing more interviewing. I was the publisher. So I was really kind of running the business. I wasn't doing interviews. I paid people to do interviews, but um, during the pandemic, it was like, we were all hands on deck because the news was coming out. It was 24 seven news cycle and we're a small town newspaper. And so I was helping too. And I just fell in love with it. The whole video doing it by zoom or Streamyard or Facebook live and, and having that um, personal connection with people that you can't see right now, you know, because we're locked in our houses and I just continued to want to do it. And that's, and I ended up starting my podcast as well. It's special. It is. It is. It's funny because I had been using Streamyard to interview people because I was strictly audio at first. So I would sit, in the, in the stream yard room like this and I would record the audio onto my roadcaster pro. And that's how I first, I did my first, Oh my God. Few, uh, probably like first 200 episodes. Cause my, my first summer I went, um, kind of, I went kind of crazy recording. <laughs> I was recording every day and wow. And, and I have, <laughs> I, I have so much audio content that I have not used that it's crazy because I was recording two, three episodes a day and mm. I, and I did this probably for like six, seven months straight. And I don't know how I didn't burn myself out, wow. but I, I, I created a lot of content and, and then, so I, I, I'm interviewing this couple and they're branding marketing, they're branding and marketing specialists and we're on Streamyard, and they go and the husband and, and the husband goes, so um, you do video? I'm like, oh no, I'm not ready yet. The, yeah, the, and he goes, okay. It's uh, time. Do, you, do, you do, <laughs> do you do video? Do you do video? And I'm like, and I start made up another excuse. And the third time he asked me, I went record. I do video now, and I understood, <laughs> I understood why he was. He was asking me because I'm like, it's like, dude, you're already using StreamYard. Why not just press record and mm-hmm. have the extra content? This is extra content for you. This is extra yeah. stuff for you to use to help grow your podcast and help you br- grow your brand. And so from, from there, I started doing video and it was pre-recorded. Fast forward to last summer. I'm, I'm already doing pre-recorded and and I had started doing uh, um, I started doing a talk radio show with um, some friends. They have a, a morning show, and they invited me to be a, a special co-host Thursdays and Fridays. And so, so shout out to Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. So I started doing the show, and it's live. And I love the interaction with the with the people in the chat. It, it makes them a part of the show. Mm-hmm. And so with that experience, I'm like, mm, I think I want to start going lives. And it's different when you go lives compared to when you post in pre-recorded videos, you can always, it's, it, it's, it's much more easier to promote the pre-recorded videos, but the lives was so much more fun because it also, it made the audience a part of the show. Mm. It made them be a part of the show because now they're asking questions. They're, they're sending messages. Yep. They're, 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 they're leaving their opinions and stuff like that. And, and so now I'm like, all right, if I feel good because 
now it's their show as well now it's it's they're a part of history now they're if they go on youtube their comments are there their 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 questions are being asked so it was like okay this is what i love to do now this is and i and i do live three days a week now wow that's awesome yeah I pre-record mine still. I'm not a pro like you. <laughs> I'm a newbie. <laughs> I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still developing it. But it, it 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 it's that's the fun of it is being able to pivot and being able to mm-hmm. to grow and 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 yeah, I started strictly audio. Then next step, pre-recorded video, and then the evolution of that was going live, and so. It, it, it's been it's been a wonderful journey to be able to yeah. to meet the amazing people that I've met, have the conversations that I've had, to have people message me and say, "Hey, I needed to hear that episode. It was it was awesome. Thank you." It's yeah. those comments that drive me to go even harder. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. All right. Um, what else? Give me one second. So how, how has your transform, transformation impacted your relationships with, with your family and friends? I feel like um, my friends, we it, our friendships deepened. So, I mean, it was beautiful. Like the support that, but in helping me, I was also able, as our friendship got deeper, I was able to help them more. Um. I think my children, you know, um, and I had to form, you know, new and different relationships. We had the love was there, but, you know, they were adults, they were young adults, but, you know, we were able to start interacting as adult to adult because there was so much going on. We just had to, and, and they were super, super helpful in, in, you know, helping take care of me and, instead of just me taking care of them all the time, it came reciprocal and uh, we're taking care of each other. And that was really beautiful. And my siblings were, were great. They were super supportive. And so were my parents. And I still have a very, very good relationship with my in-laws. I'm very close to them. And they told me I couldn't divorce them. I could only divorce their son. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that. It was sweet, but I would just say it was deeper. When you go through stuff together, your relationships deepen. Absolutely, absolutely. So, can you can you discuss the role of of vulnerability in your journey and how it contributed to your personal growth? Yeah, I think the whole act of like I was talking about before, like going on the Camino and opening up about my story and my pain, um, I, I began to realize that being vulnerable was actually a really courageous thing. It wasn't a thing of weakness. It was yes. a thing of courage. Mm-hmm. And now there's, there can be a fine line there, you know, with somebody just spewing all of their, their life story and being angry and all of that, that's not being vulnerable. <laughs> I, I think um, there's sharing and then there's, there's just yeah. complaining. <laughs> and so I think, um, and watching other people be vulnerable made me more courageous to do it too. And so when people would share their stories with me, it really helped me grow as well. But when you're sharing your feelings, that is, that is a place of vulnerability. And sometimes your feelings get stomped on when you do that, especially in the dating world. (laughs) And, um, but I still think it's like the best place to be. You're not going to grow. You're not going to be able to walk down that path and go forward into your life unless you're willing to take a risk and being vulnerable is taking a risk, but it's so worth it to, it to be said. What Brene Brown says without vulnerability, you can't be seen. Yeah. You can't show who you are. And I think I watched that video that she has on Netflix called call to courage. And I write about it in my book. Cause it's just, 
It's so good. <laughs> That's one of the empowerment practices. Go watch that show because <laughs> it's a, it's so powerful. It really changed. I guess I had learned it, but I couldn't have named it. I couldn't have said what it was that yeah. had happened to me. But when she said vulnerability is courage, I was like, okay, I I'm courageous. She made me see myself that way. And so I, I try to share with people who are just like, Oh, I would never say that out loud. And I said, it's the courageous thing to do, you know? And I love that. I, that she gave those words to me. It, it was really, it's been really helpful to help in a way that I can help other people as a coach and I can help other people by my writing and things I post on my blog is, you know, to understand that at a, at a really, you know, a, where it can resonate with other people. Yeah. All right. So uh, it is time for you to get the solo screen. Uh, <laughs> let plug away. Let everybody know where they can find you, where there's websites, everything, everything. Everything, everything. Okay. Everything. Um, my website is cckollins.co. Um, dot co. And on there, you can find um, links to my book, which is The Swipe Right Effect, The Power to Get Unstuck. And there's a workbook coming out next month, which uh, July of 2023. And um, I'm also starting um, a program called Momentum. And so you can find a tab on there for that. And that is for a, a program, six month program for women where they learn to develop their own legacy and find their own life purpose. And then on social media, I'm CK Collins author on pretty much everything. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest. This has been a great conversation. Uh, we had um, a Facebook user say great guest and discussion. Um, Mickey Delaney says hi, Wise, and hi, Kelly. Hi. Hi, hi Mickey. Um, again, Facebook user asked us how we're both doing. And relations can be very difficult during these times, especially with social media. Yes, very true. Very totally true. true. Yeah. But, it's um, important. It's important to behave on social media if you want to have a relationship. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. It, it is have important. discussions before you share. Yes. <laughs> so yes, and they go uh, very true. You never know who is watching you. People have a lot of power, and you can be an inspiration to many. Yes, you can. You can. So always be aware of what what you're doing and how you're acting. Definitely on social media. Yeah, um, it can but, be a um, powerful tool, but it can yes. also be dangerous. It it can, it can. It's it, it's it's been a great tool to use for me to help me build my audience and build my podcast. Because yeah. um, I remember when I couldn't get a guest on, mm-hmm. and right now I'm booked through September. I'm booked through October with wow. guests, and That's amazing. It, it, it's it's a blessing and. To me, I, like I said, I could remember when I would I, could, I would reach out to people, and I would I would get no's everywhere. Wow! No, no, because no. of course I had just been starting out, and I and I didn't have an audience, and people were like, mm, "No, your numbers aren't good enough for me." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, that's all right." I'm like, "I'm new, I'm green, I don't, I'm this is just." But eventually, the no's turned to yes, and and then the podcast really started growing and developing and I started building relationships and started joining groups like Podmatch. Podmatch is uh is some is an amazing tool to use for podcasters. It is. I love it. I, love listen, it. um that that is one of the reasons I am booked through yeah. October. <laughs> Me too. I'm 12 weeks out right yeah. now. Yeah, I just released my tenth episode today. <laughs> because because of Podmatch is because of the, the 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 relationships that I'm building through Podmatch, and it's the relationships that, especially with Alex and other people that I've been able to connect with. You'll be amazed at how small the, the small this community community is. Like right. a lot of the people that I've met in different places, they know each other. And it's like, Oh, you know, this person, yeah, you know, this person. And and it's just amazing. Those relationships that you build that you like, you would have not, had I not started this journey, I would have not met a lot of the people that I know to today 
right. that I'm very good friends with. And some of these relationships that I've built through podcasts and our lifelong friendships. Yeah. A- and it's amazing. And I, I love it. I love the fact that I could, I can, I can do something I love to do and, and share a message and share people's journeys. Cause you never know who has to listen to this episode. Who I know, I don't know who out there needed to hear me and Kelly sit down and speak, but it was right. supposed to happen because it's happening. Right. Yep. But it's that I, positive message. <laughs> Attracting. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's that it's honestly in the last six, seven, eight months to a year when I really focused on what I wanted my podcast to truly be, it's really taken off. It's really, it's really grown in in leaps and bounds because of my shift in mindset Mm. and and my shift on, and, and on how I deal with everything else. So it's been a a wonderful journey. And I I appreciate you having me on. Oh, th- I, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you being the guest. This is great. I, this was a great conversation. It was like I said, it needed to be had, and so thank you so much. I'm I am definitely grateful for you being a guest. But don't leave just yet. Let me close out oh. the show, and we'll chat a little bit off the air. Okay. All right. Uh, let's come on. Now it is time for shout outs. Big shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, I don't know who you are, Facebook user. It could be a couple of people that are, that stopped by or by me, Corrado. I see my friend uh, Veronica come through and share love the other day. So if it's you, Veronica, shout out to you. Um, shout out to Mickey Delaney for coming through. Shout out to everybody who's showing me love on these last few months. I greatly appreciate it. It's It's been a great journey. Big shout out to my real wise fan, Poppy J, Brandy J. Love you guys. Big shout out to the boss lady. Love you. Big shout out to my guest, Kelly's, for coming through and sharing her story and, and just being an inspiration for people out there. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out.